0: Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippi, and welcome back to That Trippi Show. If you haven't yet, please check out our last episode featuring my friend Kariakos Periakakis and how Greece is reinventing democracy with digital. I think it's it's really worth a listen. And frankly, I think the last two uh, episodes have been excellent and and are worth your time. Uh, They all are, but those two really stand out, I think. Now back to the latest rough night for Democrats on Tuesday. Let's get right into it. Okay, Alex. How are you holding up?
1: Man, what the hell, Joe? I, I mean, I I, I kind of mean that. It's like...
0: I mean, you kind of mean it.
1: Democrats lost the state that Joe Biden won by 10 points. It kind of feels like... The, the, what what I've been struggling to wrap my head around and what a lot of people online have been saying is it feels like we kind of got hit by a freight train and everyone kind of saw it coming. And uh, the... I thought about it earlier, it kind of feels like sometimes rooting for this party is like rooting for the Washington generals. And every time it seems like we have to do something, we just
0: don't do it. Well, first of all, we're not we're not we're not the Washington generals. But look, uh, this is like it's a freight train that hits every four years. Uh, it has regardless who the president was in Virginia. going. Look, I, I can take you back. This is part of the problem of I think sometimes being as as ancient as I am uh, involved in this business, I can take everybody back to 1981 when Reagan was in his inaugural uh, year and uh, the Democrats won the governorship with Chuck Robb. When he was reelected uh, one year later, Jerry Bliles was elected governor of Democrat. Uh, uh, when Bush Uh, uh, when Herbert Walker Bush was elected, Douglas Wilder, Democrat, was elected, uh, uh, you know, won the election. You go back, uh, Bill Clinton, he wins. You had George Allen uh, won the, uh, in his first term. You had Jim Gilmore in 97, after the 96. This all continues all the way to today. The only time a uh, it hasn't happened was not in a fir- in the first term. It always has happened. There was one exception. And it was it was uh, actually McAuliffe uh, in the second term. You know, w- when you look at uh, you look at Obama um when he first wins in 2008, 2009, Bob McDonald, Republican wins, Virginia, Chris Christie Republican wins New Jersey, New Jersey. So you you get the only time it's ever been broken was in Obama's second term. Terry McAuliffe won won the governorship. Um, So, look, there's there's two things that that in every single first term, regardless of I mean, going back to Reagan, uh, you know, to Bill Clinton, to Barack Obama, to, you know, regardless of where they were. Trump, too. Yeah. Yeah. they They Trump. Yeah, exactly. Trump, too. This gut check has always happened. And in fact, same thing in New New Jersey, no Democrats won re-election in in New Jersey. Uh, Guess who? First time it's happened. In a weird way, if you look at from a historical perspective, it was actually an amazing thing that Terry McAuliffe came that close. I I know it's hard for us all to get, get our heads wrapped around it. But it, it, no, it, it, this is how it goes, and the, the, and the same thing. Uh, it's it's actually says something that Murphy won, and was reelected in New Jersey for the first a Democrat being reelected there for the first time. Actually, you look at the those two state results, and as horrible as it looks, um, it's actually plays right into exactly the historical cadence that has always been true it's a referendum on the president and where the country is in that moment and it always is sort of a way to say hey we don't like what you're doing um we want we want you we want to we want to send you a, a strong message. Uh, and that's happened like I said Reagan, Obama uh, Trump, Uh, uh, both Bushes all the way through, you know, and so that's clear. The problem with that, uh, you know, as you say, okay, so now it's historic. Well, that's what we've been saying on the podcast the entire time about the 2022 elections, because the next place this shows up generally in the first term and not generally historically, uh, except for one or two times, uh, the Democrat or the Republican who held the White House uh, just elected to the, to the White House, loses House seats and Senate seats in the next uh, midterm election, just like Virginia and New Jersey usually kick back right after, you know, in the year right after the election. So that's the problem now is how, what lessons can be learned, what worked, what didn't work, uh, what lessons can be learned and and what needs to, ch- to happen between now and November of 2022, one of the things clearly is, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, when we won the House and the Senate, uh, promised competent government that could get things done for people. And I think we've argued about a lot of things and argued about the price of things. And uh, for five or six months, uh, Democrats argued and debated amongst themselves, but didn't get the infrastructure bill passed or anything else. And you can't. And so if you're at home, you're worried about the economy, you're worried about inflation, uh, you're worried about uh, your kids haven't been in school for month after month. COVID you thought was over, but then we get a new variant. All these things were happening while this debate between progressives and moderates in the Democratic Party was going on with no no results, and they just and I think people were saying, "Hey, no, that's not what you you keep do something. You you said, told us you you could make government work well, make it work." And It doesn't help that there's a Republican Party that has a keen interest in making sure that they don't aid in any way, shape, or form to get anything done or to make it work. The one thing I would say right now is, if Democrats haven't figured out that we're either a big tent party that can bridge between Joe Manchin and AOC and come to, to grips with passing something where we have to compromise and get it done for the people. That means some everybody's not gonna get what they want, but we've gotta get things done. Um, that's how democracy looks, that's what democracy looks like. But getting it done is the, is the bigger, more important thing right now. Then come back and fight for paid family leave or something else, I mean, if, if it can't get in the bill.
1: You know I saw something from e j. Dion on Twitter, and he said the warning signs were there for months. Dems buried a series of popular initiatives under a debate over how big the program should be, bickered and dawdled while Biden's approval rating burned and ignored the partisan enemy outside the gates. exactly right. That's
0: pretty much what yeah, happened that's what happened. and look, the other thing, um culture war works. Uh, Democrats have known that for decades, too. I mean, whether it was welfare moms or or uh, welfare queens, I mean, or, uh, you know, whatever the the new boogeyman term was to scare folks out there, something, you know, and in the past, like defund the police, we we've helped uh, create that uh, uh, that that you, you know gave them a way in on the culture war. But the other thing is, we can't ignore it. I mean, it, it, you know, we've the Democrats have been basically trying to you know, debate policy. I mean, it's one thing, governing, you have to do policy, but you can't, policy does not trump the culture war. And we've learned that repeatedly. You can't explain, it's not enough to just say, oh, critical race theory isn't taught in schools. We need to go to the next step and say, and it shouldn't be taught in schools. Uh, you know uh, that that we should teach our kids history and we need to you know we need to make sure our children learn the history of our country not for grievance but so that they can strive for the ideal ideals that have always made our country great that all people are created equal i mean there's a way to talk about some of this stuff this, and to step right into it and and just you know hit it hard from the get go But trying to explain that it's not taught in schools, that it's taught in Harvard, you know, maybe it only belongs in Harvard. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that there are real concerns that people have about what their kids are learning in school. And we need to assure them um, that the thing that they just got scared about because of disinfo or propaganda is something we agree that's, that, that's wrong. Or if we're, if we've got another way to fight it, that's fine. I'm just talking, I'm just trying to use an example here about how we might have fought that instead of just trying to say, Oh, it's come on. Um, that's ridiculous. It's not even taught in schools, uh, which is sort of talking down to the parents who, who, uh, are who are seriously, seriously concerned, concerned about it. it. Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: Well, You know, I I went back and looked. Bob McDonald won in 2009 by 17 points. Right now, uh, I think it's something like a two and a half point spread in Virginia. Yeah. Um, Any other any other numbers in Virginia stand out at you? Any kind of flashing red lights we should worry about?
0: Well, there's look. Yeah. Biden's approval rating. (laughs) Okay, you can't. I mean, I understand uh, all the numbers that, you know, Youngkin, you know, won. Uh, suburban voters, fifty three forty seven, when when Biden won them by eight, uh, that he won white women by fourteen, when Biden won them by one, you know that he won the education focused b- voters by eleven points, education being usually a an area Democrats uh, hold a lead on. All those things I think come down to Joe Biden's approval rate. That in the end, it is. It isn't about Trump's approval rating right now. You could use uh, Trump and Trumpism as a way to define some of your opponent's positions. But in the end, right now, these next two elections, I mean, this one and the one in 2022, are going to revolve around the, the success or failure of the Biden administration and his approval ratings. And if they're where they are today, Um, we're going to likely to see a very similar result in November of uh, 2022. And so that's where I think if you're a Democrat, say, how do we get how do we how do we change the the way this goes, uh, you know, literally a year from now? It's it's pretty simple. Everybody in the House and the Senate who's a Democrat and cares about democracy has to do everything they can to make this presidency successful to pass elements of his in, in all the elements of agenda of his agenda that are possible that they can possibly pass they need to do and, and the same with voting rights and everything i mean words, bam get it done stop the you know my if i don't get this in the bill i'm not voting for it stuff uh which just again biden's been out there saying we have to prove to the world that democracy still works well we have one party who want, who's out there, who's you know a- anti democracy, uh, y- y- you know not going to participate in proving democracy works. They that's not their game. They want us to fail. Ergo, then it's incumbent on all Democrats, like I said, across the spectrum, to make sure it does work. That we do path, find compromise, get it done, pass things that impact people in their lives and do it as soon as possible so that they start to fill it out there prior, you know, for a year year from now, wait too right. many more months. Even if you pass stuff, it's not going it, to, it's not going to uh, get there. But in the end, he, his approval ratings will decide uh, a lot, have a lot, they decided, I think, had the a big impact on this election and will in 2022. I still believe When you look at it, it was actually given this what's historically has happened, as you point out, how big did uh, McDonald win by 17 Uh, after Obama won by how much? Oh, geez. It was really close, though. But my my point is that you, you had McAuliffe barely lose to this guy. When we did most of these years that we were citing things that I was citing things, it's been a wipeout. I mean, it's just been a push. So, you a, uh, know, a, I would say people are probably reading way too much uh, into how bad this was. It was actually you could make the case uh, and there'll be people throwing stuff at me. But it was actually a, a, a surprisingly I mean, if you actually look at it from the historical perspective, McAuliffe actually did. Did pretty well. By the way, I have all kinds of questions and problems about, you know, should they have done this? Were they did they take did they not identify, go out and 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 define Youngkin early enough, which is something I would have done that they didn't do, I think, right after he got got the nomination. There's other things I think they could have done. Um, Obviously, the debate didn't help him at all. That may that in itself may have um, uh, stopped him from breaking. The 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 history thing and 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 winning this thing. So I actually think, given all the problems that we face, COVID, you know, the way uh, Republicans are so effective in injecting the culture war, and they were, and Youngkin was really good at it, and 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 good at, at 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 projecting that he was a moderate Republican despite what they were doing and saying, you know, uh, in in their digital ads. Uh, it I just think given all that um, and where Biden's uh, support was in terms of approval and also with the entire Democrat, you know, with 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 Manchin and everybody fighting every day and changing. Oh, no, I'm for it. No, I'm not for it right now because of this. I mean, all that stuff, particularly on the eve of the election instead of passing something. Yeah, I think you add all that up. It was actually a pretty good showing as much as people might want to uh, bicker about strategy or things that the, uh, that, that the campaigns did, or, 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 you know, I, I I think, can we get things done, get, uh, COVID, you know, a year from now could be completely different. The economy, all these supply chain problems could, if they're worked out and done, and we've passed these past things and are actually, uh, impacting people. Yeah, this can turn around, but it has to and the only way to do that is for Biden to succeed.
1: Man, I think you're going to get some emails about what you just said.
0: But we'll see. Well, it,
1: if you do want to send us an well, email,
0: I know, but that's like part of the the uh the process of being the old um dude on the on the uh, on the planet who's been doing these races since uh, 79. Oh my god. Anyway, I have and um I just think sometimes it's not so much uh uh being smart but having enough uh, you know I've seen the movie quite a few times. Um and so, you know, I, I I remember when Reagan was kicked in the gut by uh Chuck Robb winning, you know, in his first term. Right. You know, it's just it's the way it is.
1: So I saw you retweeted something earlier oh, no. that I think Yeah, well, no, this this one's okay. This one you will not get emails. Yeah, you will not get emails about this one. It was from our friend Greg Sargent, who's been on the pod before. He's a great guy. He quoted a a Democratic strategist, and I kind of think it was Nico. Here's why. He said Republicans are able to feed their base misinformation directly through their news outlets. The Democratic Party needs to figure out ways to actively court its base voters on a regular basis. So my question to you, Joe, is and it was totally Nico. Uh, my question to you is, what's the real problem here? As we've as we I, saw- I mean,
0: that's it. The the, the the other thing, that's what I'm saying. All these different things out there, including A outrage machine that's been built over decades from Newsmax, Fox, Breitbart, the whole thing uh, across the the, yeah, I mean you know you you can keep going down the line there. There it's it's all a an outrage uh, machine that pounds constantly that Trump can do no wrong and and whatever the you know whether it's uh critical race theory or whatever the 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 new um scare tactic is uh they're they're out there pounding on it there is no such thing um, to, a way for uh democrats or or pro democracy whatever you want to you know uh, any entity that you want to call it uh has that's never been built and democrats don't have never built that mechanism um and so it is up to uh, i mean groups have, have sort of come up um out there created you know things on their own to try to build communities that will spread the the message or, or go you know be sort of a comms army um uh for for democracy but it's not it 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 doesn't it was never invested in the way republican you know billionaires right. invested in their stuff um, we just don't have that, so I think that, and I think that's what I'm saying. Given that too, particularly that's we start adding all that stuff up, um, and McAuliffe coming, you know, within two points, uh, it broke a, you know, it was pretty close to breaking, you know, a, 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 a historical headwind, um, and and that's what, I mean if you, you go back and look at all the different margins. Of when it, Every time I said that first year and then this guy happened or the first year and then that one happened, um, there were like big swings right. for the most part, huge swings. It was, it was 10 point you know, 10, 12 points, obviously,
1: but that's nowhere near what it usually is. So there's a lot of holes in this dam right now. I mean, the other stat, and you, you told me this on election night, I think Biden's strong disapproval rating was like 46 percent and his approval rating was only like 23 in that exit. Which I think to you was like the the kiss of death.
0: That's a big one. Yeah, no. As soon as I saw the number, yeah, as soon as I saw his approval rating in the in the exit, it was like okay. I mean, you know, exit polls could be wrong about a lot of stuff. But, that big of a margin, uh, you know. Yeah. So you got to take him with a, you you take a greatest out. salt. but that's I mean, even if it was off by four points or something, it was. Like, you know, I think it was forty two. I think his approval it was, it was really was low. low. It yeah. was it it was low, and so yeah, you know, right away. Uh, What that headwind is. And uh, and yeah, that was the the thing, too, about all the timing was the Virginia. These elections were literally held on the day uh, in that that those final three, four days were were the lowest Biden's approval ratings were since in the entire time he's been president. In other words, they had dropped to their lowest point right as we were holding the election Um, in in an election where if you've got those kinds of ratings, even if you have relatively decent approval ratings, um, all those presidents I've talked about lost that state, right? And and a Democrat was not reelected in New Jersey with, with much better numbers than than Biden being at his lowest. So uh, I think that, and I don't buy, that's what I'm saying, this isn't a, a blame Biden thing. This is, it's a, de, it, it's a message to Democrats get things done. Don't, you know, uh, I think had we had some things to, to, uh, including by the way, passing stuff and then, um, pointing out that the Republicans didn't vote for it. And not only that, they want to take it away from you. They don't want you you, you to, they want to take away your new prescription drug benefits or whatever the the thing. I mean, we, we could have been doing that since august but instead we were doing no it's 3.5 is too much 2.1 is enough no it's not uh i don't unless it's this i'm not gonna do it and we just did that for i don't know four or five six months and i think people said forget it you know we, we're out here prices are going up gas prices are going up what are you guys doing and we weren't focused on that's i mean it also looked like there wasn't much of focus on the things people, uh, were're were, uh dealing with out there, including their kids in school and those kinds of things. so when Terry said what he said uh that just played right into the the whole angst out there about uh covid and kids in school and and not being a you know parents who were upset that they their kids weren't, weren't back in yeah, the classroom.
1: The yet. only other thing in Virginia that people have been talking a lot about this week is the kind of sounding the alarm in the suburbs and bill crystal tweeted something like Republicans came up with a plan to eat into the Democrats new coalition. They didn't throw up their hands and decide the burbs were lost forever. Dems don't even seem to be trying to do the reverse, trying to chip away at the GOP hold on working class whites, hard to find something to disagree with in what he just said.
0: No, I mean, we know this from Doug Jones in Alabama, uh, that uh, who, who really wanted and tried to work on, uh, you know, getting things like broadband, um, rural broadband out there for, you know, and, and trying to, you know, impact the lives of, uh, of uh, rural Americans, uh, where we saw, you know, a lot of the, the same problems that, uh, it, it, you know, rural and inner city areas have the same, have a lot of the same issues where they're, that, you know, they've been overlooked on a, on a, a lot of, uh, infrastructure and other things, which is another reason why the infrastructure bill would have been uh, good. And um, and I think uh, it's one of the things that Biden succeeded in during his presidential race was convincing some of those folks that he was going to look out for them. He would get things done for them. He wasn't going to uh, overlook them or, or leave them behind. And uh, again, I think we haven't done a good job as in terms of communicating. Um, you know, you, again, yapping about the price of things, arguing about the costs. Uh, there's a bunch of problems with that. Um, uh, but you're not you're not delivering a message about what we're what what's being done for you. The other problem is, yeah, people are used to people in both parties saying, "Yeah, we're going to get this done for you. We're going to get this done for you." It's going to be great. You're going to have prescription drugs, you you, you know, you you know, right. But they got to see it. I mean, like what I'm saying is, okay, yeah, right. Sure. But, you know, passing it in August so that, hey, they actually go to get prescription drugs in February, March, April of next year. And lo and behold, you know, there's a benefit and they're seeing it and they're getting it. That's different. We have not delivered that. And that's part of it's not just the delay of debating over five months about infrastructure and these things. It's that we've delayed for five months getting any of these things into the, into a process where people are actually seeing, feeling, touching it and and understand that, hey, they they are doing things that are impacting me in rural America. There's a bridge that's being built in my camp, you know, that's coming, you know, this. Story about the bridge that's going to come in my county, and, and the jobs that that creates. That's the, we're we're way. You know, this delay is really I I think really hurt because we are a lot of Americans view this moment as urgent, right? You know that that that, that I you know I can't work without my kid. You know, with kids not being in school, um, there are a lot of stress out there, and um, I think that delay created sort of a, a severe blowback. So I, anyway, that's that's what I think it, it is going on. I do think the one thing I think is clear to me is that the one of the lessons we need to learn aside from the culture war still works and we've got to deal with it. Uh, and like I said, I, 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 I talked about how I would have dealt with it uh, potentially, but, uh, and you know that may get me a lot of hate mail, I don't know. But the but the, the the one thing that I think uh, is also clear to me is the probably the biggest mistake all of us made was not defining Yunkin right after he won the nomination, where he d- had to have that fight in the convention. Yes, so most people didn't see it, where he had to uh, you know fight the uh, Trump and Hills uh, was his opponent, if I remember right, that he defeated for the nomination. And he did that by moving, you know, uh, hard on on the Y and other things, you know, in uh, election integrity and all those things. Uh, and I think back then, everybody looked at Terry McAuliffe, sort of ignored the historical stuff and thought, no way this guy can beat Terry. And no one moved to define him. Now, often a campaign can't do that because it's so early that if it starts spending to do that. And we did it in the Jones campaign in, in 2017. But I, I just think that all, everybody, the independent expenditure folks, the, the party people, the uh, you know, committees, and, and Terry, we made a mis- collectively made a mistake to not define Youngkin early. And I do think when you look at people like J.D. Vance, and I've talked about this uh, out there, you, you look at them, Uh, When they whoever wins that nomination in Ohio, let's not make the same mistake. Uh, Let's really make sure before they start putting on the fleece sweater that we uh, identified uh, who they are and define them uh, before they can sort of, you know, start doing the 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 jive machine. Joe, I think that's just about all the time we've got.
1: Um, I do want to put in a plug if you do have hate mail. Um, that joe said a lot of things that you can disagree with uh you can send it to you can <laughs> yeah, send it great. to that trippy show at gmail.com we'll probably read it on the next show that would be cathartic for me
0: there's a uh a, a tweet thread uh that brian class uh put out that i i want to include include in our show notes so so people can can uh, can read it but the, the the final one, uh, number eight is, yes, this is depressing, but as someone who has seen firsthand what happens when democracies die all over the world with tragic effects, the ongoing struggle to protect and preserve U.S. democracy is worth it. Democrats get to work. Treat this like the emergency it is. And uh, that's what I intend to do. I hope you'll do it with us. And uh And uh, I am not uh, discouraged. I saw I mean, I I have a historical perspective on this, but we have a lot of work to do to make sure uh, that we break that uh, historic uh, trend in the fall of 2022. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thanks for listening to That Trippy Show. Don't forget, please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And please do share. Uh, this with a friend you know email the link to them we really need to grow the number of people who understand what's happening and and we think we we've got a perspective that's worth other people hearing we hope you think so too please pass it on you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on itunes see you next time thanks alex and alex was pretty damn sharp today don't you guys think